Hello, and welcome to the AgriFood Safety Produce Bites podcast, where we discuss all things produce safety and dive into the rules and regulations surrounding the Food Safety Modernization Act Produce Safety Rule. My name is Emily Hale. I am a produce safety technician with the Blue Water Conservation District, and I assist produce growers in southeast Michigan. And I'm Chris Callahan with the University of Vermont Extension. I uh, run the Agricultural Engineering Program within Extension here. My work has focused on post-harvest handling, washing, storage, uh, with a focus on equipment and hygienic design most recently. And my role in the produce safety world, in addition to the post-harvest end of things and hygienic design, is I am the director of the Northeast Center to Advance Food Safety, which is one of four FDA and USDA-supported regional centers focused on training and outreach related to the FSMA produce safety rule and preventive controls for human foods rules. Uh, and I'm a PSA lead trainer. And I'm Allison Work. Um, I'm the digital media designer with Michigan State University Extension uh, for the produce safety team. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about cleaning, sanitizing, and disinfecting and why it's important and when and where you should do it on your farm. Um, so I guess for the first question here is what is the difference between cleaning, sanitizing, and disinfecting? So cleaning is the physical removal of dirt from a surface. Um, and usually this includes using a detergent and clean water, um, usually like scrubbing. Yeah, and then sanitizing is really, um, I, I, you know, I tend to lean on the CDC definitions uh, for these things and then also uh, the, the PSA uh, curriculum. And so when we think about sanitizing, we're actually talking about going beyond cleaning, um, beyond the physical removal of um, germs, dirt, impurities, and actually getting into chemically lowering the number of germs on a surface or or on objects to a safe level. And that's that's judged by public health standards uh, or requirements. And then we have disinfecting, which is the treatment of a clean surface to destroy um, pathogens on that surface. And this is really done to non-food contact surfaces. And so what areas on the farm should you clean, sanitize, and disinfect? Um, and are there any areas that often get missed or overlooked when it comes to cleaning, sanitizing, and disinfecting? Yeah, so I'll, I'll start. Um, in terms of areas on the farm that should that should be cleaned and uh, and and uh, different ones that might be sanitized, and uh, and other ones that might be disinfected, I I think of it in terms of you know getting back to those different zones, um, uh, zone ones through zones one through four and. Really, you know, with a primary focus on food contact surfaces, so zone one surfaces, uh, surfaces that will that we know in normal practice will come into contact with food, um, and making sure that we have an appropriate cleaning um, plan and schedule for for those surfaces. Um, and you know, in my experience, even surprisingly, many of those surfaces do get missed, um, and sometimes it's it's just uh, an accessibility or a visibility issue. And um, one of the things we've been working on a lot is bringing hygiene design principles to um, increasingly to produce uh, operations. And that's a key part of it is making sure these food contact surfaces that we, that we can actually see and reach them so that we can at least get them effectively cleaned. You know, and by and large, they should also be getting sanitized. So again, again, back to Emily's introduction to to cleaning. You know, we want to first remove any um, physically remove uh, germs, dirt, 
soil, uh, other impurities, and then um, follow up with a sanitizer to you know, in, in lower the number of, of germs on the, on the surface and pathogens on the surface with using, using some sort of chemical sanitizer or antimicrobial solution. So zone one, for sure. Um, zone two is definitely considered a best practice to, to do the same sort of thing with, um, and maybe on a slightly different schedule, depending on the operation. And then I think, you know, going beyond that, zones three and and four, it, it will likely have a different schedule and different approach, but also are very, very important for for being maintained with cleaning and at times sanitizing. And Emily, you want to add anything to that before we get into disinfecting? Yeah. So I would say when I first start working with a grower who's looking to develop food safety on their farm, I often uh, like to sit down and kind of go through their food contact surfaces and list those. And then how are they going to clean them? And what what's the frequency? How often do they plan on cleaning those? And it's definitely going to change depending on what the surface is and how frequently it's going to be used. So that's something I've also found. Great idea. Walk through it together and identify all the food contact services. Yeah. So, and then I, I also think in terms of when deciding between cleaning, sanitizing, and disinfecting, I think it really comes down to what, what's your intent and, and what, what's the trigger for doing this activity. So, you know, cleaning can be triggered by just some visible um, impurity that needs to be removed, right? Um, it can also be triggered by a schedule um, or, or the need for a clean break between lots or between um, crops, for example, that are being handled. Um, sanitizing much much the same way. Um, I, uh, I, th I think I may differ with some people on where I'm going next, so I, I welcome a conversation on this. But um, I, I do think there are times when we should be considering disinfecting food contact services. And I, and I think it's the, the, the difference between the two for me is if you have a known hazard, um, we should be considering disinfection. So if, if there's something that is clearly a uh, human pathogenic hazard, um, I, you know, we may want to be looking into disinfection um, doses and times and uh, application details going beyond sanitizing. Um, and I'm uh, happy to talk some more about that, but I do think that there's, there's another level um, that may be uh, important beyond just beyond sanitizing and that's disinfection. So if you were to go to the next level from sanitizing to disinfecting a food contact surface, are you just following a label on that um, as far as uh, your steps to disinfecting that food contact surface? And are you finding labels that are addressing disinfection of food contact surfaces? Yeah, I, I recently went through um, the labels for common antimicrobial solutions that are used in our area. Um, so everything from um, sodium hypochlorite-based um, solutions to peroxacetic acid uh, and hydrogen peroxide-based products. And um, they, uh, it, with the exception of one uh, very co one common brand, they all include labeled applications and labeled uses for uh, both sanitizing uh, surfaces, but also disinfecting food contact surfaces. And the, the difference is 
um, that I noted are the level, the concentration of the product used uh, when mixed for use, and then the amount of time, the amount of contact time. And products also differ, of course, based on what the final step is. You know, some indicate draining, some indicate air drying, and some indicate rinsing. Um, but yeah, there there are definitely labeled applications that provide for that. And what if you were advising a grower to choose disinfection, when would it be better to use um, a disinfecting step than a sanitizing step? So for me, it, it comes down to the difference between, I mean, what, really what we're trying to address here is are the risks of hazards being present. And so to me, what it comes down to is the, the probability um, that you you have a hazard, and so I think about I think of it in terms of if you have a if it's a possibility of a hazard, you know. So, for example, we grow in an open environment, and so there are human pathogens in the open environment. We don't necessarily know that we have a human pathogen uh, on the produce, um, but there's a possibility of it, and so that that is points to the need for sanitizing. If we have a known or probable hazard, uh, for example, maybe we have a worker who um, is diagnosed with a communicable disease, and you know they have uh, um, been in contact with a food contact surface um, in a way that might transmit that. That to me is that's a known hazard, and that really calls for disinfection. Uh, so, to me, it's the the likelihood of the, the hazard and, and that would determine what approach to take. Is this something that you've kind of moved towards recently based off the current climate, or is this something you've always, I guess, advised people to maybe choose disinfection? So the current, my current thinking on this comes, came about as a result of growers asking about what to do in the face of um, more increasingly likely hazards. So hazards that we haven't been dealing with using traditional training curricula um, necessarily, and hazards primarily involving um, labor and work crews. And so, yeah, it it definitely has introduced a new level of consideration for farms and and for growers, and as a result, for um, educators like like myself. So, trying to provide some guidance that will help people decide, you know, when to do uh, either of these things so that on the one hand, we're not, you know, overdosing um, food contact services unnecessarily, but at the same time, the growers uh, have some peace of mind that they're addressing what could be a known hazard. Interesting. Yeah, I guess they hadn't really discussed disinfection like they are now. And then just with uh, the last few or the amount of information I've gotten, it's always been for non-food contact surfaces. So that's interesting. I've never heard someone yeah. say, talk about disinfecting food contact. Yeah, surfaces. it is. It's interesting. And I think, it, you know, I think what we're seeing is a, a blending of medical practice or hospital practice with um, commercial practice, um, farm practice and home practice. And, you know, that to the, to the, including to the point where the CDC recommendations for using germicidal bleach isn't even on the label for germicidal bleach for disinfection. So, you know, it's, it's interesting to me. Um, we're kind of in a, 
in, in a new land. But. Yeah. So then how should a grower decide uh, what detergent, sanitizer, or disinfectant to use? So mostly when I'm talking to growers about using sanitizers, I'm focusing on um, making sure they have EPA labels for their sanitizers um, and they know what the label says and that they're using it, um, how the label directs. Um, that's mostly what I discuss with growers when when choosing a sanitizer or determining if the sanitizer they're currently using is safe to be used. Yeah, for for a lot of the growers I work with, it it comes down to an issue issues of things like access and availability. Um, so there are um, you know a handful of uh, sanitizers in, or in particular that are readily available through supply chains that they're they're custom uh, to. A lot of it also is I, I don't know if you see this as well, Emily, but um, you know, uh, we have a, a significant number of new um, or emerging farms, and um, they've they've learned what they know working with other farms. So, uh, working on other farms, and so a lot of it comes down to what they're what they've been exposed to and what what other folks have used. So, there's a lot of uh, sort of peer learning that happens. Um, but absolutely, regardless of all that. Um, I completely agree with Emily's point about being grounded in the label uh, and being and understanding why the product is being used. What is the intent and making sure that intended application is a labeled use and is being um, carried out in accordance with the label. Um, they can be incredibly confusing, <laughs> the labels. And so uh, I think starting with a very clear idea of why am I using this? And you know to what end, and then making sure you you ground that application with the label. So then, lastly, what are the Food Safety Modernization Act requirements when it comes to cleaning, sanitizing, and disinfecting? For example, what is required versus what is recommended? So under the FISMA Produce Safety Rule, um, cleaning, sanitizing are, are covered um, primarily under one twelve section one twelve dot one twenty three. And um, that section asks what general requirements apply regarding equipment and tools subject to this subpart. Um, and in D1, 2D1 under that section, um, sort of the, the framing requirement is as follows. You must inspect, maintain, and clean, and when necessary and appropriate, sanitize all food contact surfaces of equipment and tools used in covered activities as frequently as reasonably necessary to protect against contamination of covered produce. That's a mouthful, but a couple of key things. There's a must in there. So you must do something and that something is inspect, maintain and clean and when necessary and appropriate sanitize. And then what they're talking about are food contact services of equipment and tools specifically those used in covered activities. Um, how frequently? As frequently as reasonably necessary <laughs> to protect against contamination of covered produce. So this, this is a very, um, yeah, a very flexible statement. Um, in, and so as a result, it's also a somewhat vague statement, but it does provide for uh, a consideration of risk 
at the farm level and a development, the development of not only SOPs, standard operating procedures, but also schedules that make sense for that farm based on the specific risks. That's how I summarize. That's how I would summarize this. And the rest of it, I think, depends incredibly on the individual operation and the specific line or piece of equipment. Um, but Emily, how, how do you, how do you approach this? Yeah. So, um, I usually approach it as you're required to clean. Um, and then that line that says, uh, sanitizing is required when necessary and appropriate. So that we kind of talked about this earlier is developing those schedules of when you'll be cleaning and then sanitizing is going to help you either move through your, uh, to a different commodity or maybe um, establish your clean breaks. Um, and that might be the when necessary and appropriate, but it's all like you kind of said, going to be based off your operation. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for your time today and for coming out and doing this podcast. Yeah, you're welcome. I um I do have one uh, resource that may be helpful. That's that's at go go.uvm.edu/slash/clean-sanitize-disinfect. And one of the one of the things that's there is a a label comparison between four common products used in our in our area. So that provides a you know a summary of the CDC definitions of the different things, but also the, um, the label summary. So maybe helpful to folks. Links or definitions to anything referenced in this episode are provided in our show notes, which can be accessed on the website at canr.msu.edu slash agrifood underscore safety. You may also visit the agrifood safety website for additional produce safety resources trainings, and assistance offered by MSU Extension. Thank you to everyone for listening, and don't forget to tune in next month for another episode of our Produce Bites podcast.